Hello and welcome to the Movie Brewer podcast about British film and British filmmakers. I'm joined as always with my co-host, Lester Gartland. Hello. We're going to talk about one film today, The Rocket Man. The Rocket Man. Rocket Amano. Mm-hmm. Uh, starring Taron Edgerton, directed by Dexter Fletcher, um, and written by Lee Field. Yes. Um, you said he did Billy Elliot. He did write Billy Elliot. War Horse. Yeah, it? and Victoria and Abdul, mm. which I have not seen, but I have yeah. heard, heard has, is good. Very good. Um, yeah, this this movie, man. What do you think about it? Uh, so usually, uh, as a rule, I really dislike musicals. Yeah, man, you hate which them. we were talking about before Ooh, when this film started. I told you, I felt the, I felt the anger yeah. seething off of you like an aura, like a, some kind of gamma radiated oh, monster. I, I could literally detect that <laughs> shit on you right then. Yeah, but um, so the problem I usually have with musicals is I feel the music kind of forces the story to pause while this big thing happens, and then it just picks off, picks up where they left off up before the musical number. Mm-hmm. And I just think like there's no need. And the bad ones do do that. Yeah. Um, but what I, uh, I mean, I don't mind them. I quite like, I, I like musicals in ge- uh, like in general, like I want to see them. And I, the, f- I find that the best ones are the ones that really use the songwriting and the song telling, particularly in film to um, move the narrative of the story. It's not the film pauses and we just watch someone sing about something about what they want but it's about moving forward and telling the story of the film with song. And this film definitely does that. Yeah. Which I was happy about. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it kind of worked. It's good. I'm glad that coming from a point of you're not a fan of musicals that you were able to still enjoy this movie. I did fun. enjoy it. Yeah. I thought it was very good, actually. Um, but should we give like a brief synopsis or jump into the review? Yeah, I've got, the, I've got the synopsis here. We can go through that. and Let's then do it. Uh, Yeah. So, Rocket Man is an epic musical fantasy about the incredible human story of Elton John's breakthrough years. The film follows the fantastical journey of transformation from shy piano prodigy Reginald Dwight into international superstar Elton John. This inspirational story, set to Elton John's most beloved songs and performed by star Taron Egerton, Edgerton, a Gertron, I don't know how to say his second name. I'm going to say it 500 different ways this podcast. Uh, tells the universally relatable story of how a small town boy became one of the most iconic figures in pop culture. Yeah. So that's... Uh, and it, it, it literally is that. It's the story yeah. about how how Elton John became Elton John. And yeah. And it's like just... And how he deals with being Elton John. And how that affects him yeah. on his day to day. I mean, we both no. said when we came out of it, it's definitely, it's a film about identity. Yeah. For sure. Oh, for sure. Definitely. It's weird. Like you had this great analogy of comparing this film to The Mask with <laughs> Jim Carrey. You know, walked out and was like, yeah, we just watched uh, The Mask. We just watched The Mask. Yeah. It's about a timid guy who then puts on a crazy suit and starts acting as bombastic as possible. And puts on that loud, loud personality. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's the mask. It's definitely the mask. <laughs> um, no, but it's great. I love the fact that it's kind of, he um, like deals with the person that he is by putting on that suit. and Yeah, or rather doesn't deal with. Exactly. And runs away from it by yeah. being as loud as possible. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's kind of... Yeah, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. And it's about, yeah, just coming to terms with that. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, 
There's some um, funny moments. There's some heartfelt moments. There's some sad moments. It does all of the range of emotions. Couple that you of cheesy want. moments. Couple of yeah. We'll get into that in the spoilers bit. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. There's there's some bits that didn't quite work for us. Yeah. But that's fine. As a whole, it's still a good film. It's still a good film. Um, if you want to watch it without spoilers, we will warn you when we get into that. Yes, definitely. A uh, little bit of background on what I know about Dexter Fletcher. It's not much, but as a uh, director. He has made films like Eddie the Eagle. Uh, most recently, he came on to work on Bohemian Rhapsody after Brian Singer left that film and uh, kind of, they say, fixed it all up or worked on it after. I don't know exactly what he did and what he didn't do, but kind of worked through that mm. that film. So experienced with musicals, yeah. possibly. Yeah. Because this is his second one uh or maybe you know who knows what he finished first and what came out later but well from the uh technical side of well my very limited knowledge of it it seemed like he knew what he was doing yeah the shots the one thing i was telling you about the two things i wanted to get out of this movie was that i wanted the fantasy elements to be heightened Mm -hmm. and i wanted the camera to act as a dancer in the film i wanted i wanted there to be shots where it's kinetic kinetic, and you're not just sitting there watching um, a choreographed stage performance, which is great, but that's not what I want Sometimes out of a musical. Like, yeah. What's great about put, doing these things on film is when you make the medium of film work for that mm. uh, genre. So there's a lot of that in this movie, and you can tell that it's produced by Matthew Vaughan. There's a lot of kinetic sort of... Uh, camera work it's all going cameras swinging from one end to another like even controlled little push-ins uh in like dramatic moments to like the big bombastic performances where it's swinging from person to person and you're doing all this sort of crazy stuff yeah so So, uh matthew vaughan did kingsman right uh he did kingsman uh kingsman 2 he also did the kick-ass movies yeah um yeah so just an idea of how how he he's a fan of swinging done. that camera yeah he's a fan of swinging that camera and doing those yeah. seems to lend itself well in this film, yeah definitely 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 so yeah he's a good uh good visual eye and definitely dexter fletcher kind of kind of shot shone mm. throughout with that that was really cool um shall we before we sing it too much praise this film yeah. and sound like we're being biased, jump into some reviews, yeah. some balanced reviews. Yeah. Uh, my favorite bit to read out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so the first two I've got are going to be from like actual publications. All right. Cool. And then we'll get into some delicious user reviews. Hate mail. <laughs> okay. So first one, uh, Peter Traverse or Travers uh, from the Rolling Stone. He put... Uh, the young, gay, conflicted, and addicted Elton John is brought to life by an electrifying Oscar-caliber Taron Egerton, Edgerton, Egrotron, <laughs> and Dexter Fletcher's dazzling cinematic inventiveness. Forget the cliches, this one you don't want to miss. And he gives it a four out of five. Fair play. Fair play. Pretty good review. Taron Egerton is amazing in this film. Oh, yeah. Um, which Before we get into this, I just want to say, like, the the makeup and Casting, costume designs and stuff uh, you, you really feel like you're watching out on john yeah i mean seriously I mean, and yeah. like the performance side of it as well is just amazing mm. like just watching how he just kind of he plays 
it's like I was thinking about this. There's a particular shot where he's like, uh, no spoilers, but there's a particular shot where he's smiling in front of a mirror, and I just kept thinking about that Joker trailer, like that, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like yeah. practicing putting on that face and the oh. creepiness of just and the the weirdness, a strangeness of just putting on a smile when yeah. that out of it or that depressed or whatever. It's I've just, got high hopes for that Joker film. Oh, just me too. Side note, yeah. Um, yeah, and also the there's a few shots where they use like real footage of Elton John and they superimpose Taron Egerton Egerton. No way, I didn't on, know that. Did you not pick up on that? No, I didn't. Like I didn't the pick music up. video near the end. Oh, the music video. And the there's end. a couple of shots. I think there's some shots um, when he's playing the troubadour that are real footage and they've superimposed them. But it, he does such uh, a good job. It just it really yeah, works yeah, and yeah, like totally. you really believe that he's there. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, he's really good. Really, really good. Uh, anyway, next next one. Here we go. This next one's from A.O. Scott. A.O. Scott. A.O. Scott. Uh, from the New York Times. He says, uh, the point of Rocket Man, in quotes for some reason, isn't the self-aggrandizement. It's fan service of an especially and characteristically generous kind. And there's no number score on that one. Mm. But I think it's a, a fairly high. It's probably a three or a four out of five. Yeah, again. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so fan service, I guess, I mean, I don't, I like Alan John. I obviously know who he is, uh, but I wouldn't say I'm a massive fan. Biggest like, experience with Alan John. What's, what do you think it is, like, with you, with his music? My biggest experience? I'll tell you what mine know. is. I don't know if I've really had one. Lion King soundtrack. Yeah, I th- I'm sure that's a lot of people's as well. That's when I, that's when I first bumped into the old, the old the Johnny drums. Boy. Oh, Johnny Boy. <laughs> Johnny Boy. Um, um, yeah, Lion King soundtrack, man. Yeah, that's, no, just that's a good point. Circle yeah. of life. That's the one thing that's missing out of this film. Spoilers, if you were going in hoping for some Lion King soundtrack. Which you were. I was going yeah. in for like hoping for like an animation, like where he's talking to the anime. It's just like, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> I would have loved that, but uh, that's not in this film. It didn't happen, unfortunately. No, unfortunately. Um, uh, but I, it's all kind of before he got to that bit, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So that's before why. he became... The man. It chronalizes his life before that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry, I was going to say something, and now I've completely forgotten what um, I should say. So, shall I get on with the user reviews then? Uh, self-aggrandizing fan service. It will come to. Yeah. You. Yeah. Well, I was just, I was just going to say, like, I'm sure people, I could, and there was when we were in the cinema, there was a, a lady next to me who was sort of of the age where she may have grown up with his music. Right. And she was having a whale of a time. Oh, amazing. I and mean, she was really into it. So oh, that's fun. I'd, so from that anecdotal evidence, I'd say it probably is really good fan service. Yeah. You know, um, I wouldn't be able to tell personally, but seemed that way in the cinema. From someone that I spoke to said that, you know, they mess around with the order the the order in which they they've written the songs yeah they they fit. just put his best songs in where it would fit best in the film for where it would fit best in the narrative I, exactly I don't have a problem with that at all I didn't have a problem with it at all I yeah. thought it was great like it worked you know there's there's some bits where he's singing uh, one of his songs walking through some scenes and it's it is bouncing off the scenario that's happening and it yeah. kind of gives you a thing of like oh look here's some possible inspiration for this song yeah that got written and um i found that quite interesting it doesn't delve too deeply into him as a songwriter i would say it's more of a sort of personality thing yeah uh, because obviously he is a big personality whereas something like wild rose was very much about what makes Mm. that person it was very it was much more intimate yeah much more intimate much more about what makes that person a singer and like and a songwriter yeah the process of getting that music and being heard yeah, yeah, this is much more about the way 
you want people to see you and the mm. image you want to portray yourself when you're up there. Yeah, I would say uh, Wild Rose sort of touched me more as a musician. Yeah, definitely. Um, but this is in no way bad because of that. It's it's still a great film. I really enjoyed myself. It's all about the yeah the craziness and the excessiveness of when. Yeah, it's it's more about there. just um the rock and roll lifestyle than yeah. than you know the kind Anything of more else. intimate singer songwriter thing. Yeah. Uh, right. User reviews. User reviews. You good to go. I'm good. All right. So, first one. Here we uh, go. It's a little long, but I think it's going to be worth it. First one is from someone called Inat S. Inat. Okay. Are we going to do the thing where you uh, guess the star rating? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, good. Um, I know that everyone who saw it thought it was amazing and great, but I didn't felt the same. Yes, this movie is full of glitter and sparkling moments, brackets. Maybe it could be better as a musical in Broadway than as a movie in the cinema. Close brackets. Oh, my God. Uh, but I felt that the stories and characters and the dialogues could have been much more richer than they actually were. Taron Agarton. <laughs> oh, so that's his name. No. Taron Agarton. No. Uh, May carried the, the, char- the, the character of Elton John on his young shoulders, but it is just not enough to sound very like to Elton John in singing. Something between the musical numbers. I didn't learn so much about Elton John as a musician. Maybe the stories about his childhood and his colourful lifestyle are brining more colour to the movie, but it was too jumping narrative and it wasn't that coherent story. Right, what she didn't get about Agar Targaryen is yeah. that... <laughs> <laughs> Taron Targaryen, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so, oh, wow. That's... That's 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 some grammar errors right there. I'm surprised I got through it to be honest. Man, that's um. Um, I kind of get what she's saying though. Like I was just saying, you don't learn that much about him as a musician. It is more about his personality. Yeah. So I guess that's what what this person was going in hoping, hoping to hear more it about seems his like musicianship. They, it seems like they were disappointed more than they hated it. Yeah, I don't. They're not. They're not throwing hate on it. I would give I would it. Say. I'd give it. I'd give it like two and a half, two stars. Two and a half to two stars. Yeah. They gave it one star. Ooh, they yeah. were quite disappointed. It's a bit harsh. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, they said like maybe it could be better as a musical in Broadway. I personally would hate that. No, but that's just me. That's that's too too much too much. The Great Sparkles. It's good. not. It's not that Broadway though. No, it's not. There's scenes that in there without singing them. Yeah, and it's quite dramatic moments, and they work. Yeah. And it's it's really it's it's really good. And I think the best moments are when you see uh, Elton John, the broken person. Mm. Some of those don't have any singing in them. They're just <laughs> Elton John, the broken. <laughs> Elton... Next to Taron Targaryen. <laughs> next to next to Bran the Broken. It's uh, it's it's Taron Targaryen, Bran the Broken, and then Elton John. Elton the Bombast. Yes, that's yeah. it. <laughs> They're just all three of them on chairs. <laughs> Uh, uh, you ready for another? Yeah, go on, throw it at yeah, me. This one's from Paul N. Oh God, Paul N is right. not going to be a happy person. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> I can How tell by his know? name, <laughs> Paul N. Um, self-indulgent, cathartic exercise made in such a bitty, clunky style that Elton would have saved us a lot of trouble by associating his upbringing with the Larkin poem. Uh, quotes: They fuck you up, your mum and dad. They may not mean to, but they do. I guess that's a poem that I'm not aware of. I don't know what that means. Um, His music is as exciting as Mozart's similar parental problems, 
but now I shall have the curse of remembering this movie every time I hear Tiny Dancer. What a shame to waste all that talent. I mean, you know he's getting. No, I don't either. Uh, would have saved us a lot of trouble. So, he, so I think he's basically saying this just didn't need to be made at all. Yeah. His music is as exciting as Mozart's. So he likes Elton John. But he just didn't like this film, is basically what's going on here. It's too much film for him. Too, it's too much film for him. <laughs> I think that's what he, it is. He wanted to go to an Elton John gig. Yeah. And this is not what they want. Yeah, he wanted a little standard biopic. But Yeah, yeah, no. Well, I, w- I mean, when I was going in, I was hoping it was more of a biopic than a musical. Yeah. And it just about was, so that's yeah. fine. Um, so, stars? Uh, I don't know. I'd probably give it half to zero. What, half a star? Half a star, I think he gave Whoa. it. He, well, he gave it at least a whole star. Oh, wow. So, double what you thought. Double what I thought, yeah. <laughs> I just thought Paul Len had so much anger in him. It did, but it also sounds like he, I mean... It's, he's a fan of Elton's... Elton well, it sounds like he sort of, he knows what he's talking about, but he's quite bitter about this film for some reason. Yeah, it seems like he's been hurt by this film. Yeah. Maybe, like, the person that sold what him his tickets were, like, was, like, rude to him or something. Maybe... Maybe this is someone who is actually in this film who got portrayed in a bad light. Maybe it was someone that was actually in this film then got cut out. Oh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um, I, theories continue. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Paul then <laughs> hit us up. Um, yeah, yeah, let us know, man. What's um, going on? Yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I, I kind of disagree. I think this movie is very fun. Don't get me wrong. There is some thing, There is a few things that I don't like about this film. I've, uh, and that I think it could imp- have improved on, but I feel like for what it is, it achieved what it wanted to be, yeah. which was I, I describe I've described it to you on the way over as unapologetically ostentatious, and I think that's what th- that that's what I would describe this film as. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I don't think he's being totally fair. I mean, he kind of reminds me of me when I was eighteen, trying to be edgy and hate everything. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if you want to get nihilistic about it, no film ever needs to be made. No, totally. But yeah, and I, like I, 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 can, <laughs> I can see the argument for something that's uh, that glamorizes so much um, capitalist, uh, capitalistic sort of feelings and the kind of obviously he's a shopping addict so there's so much i don't much... think it even glamorizes that mm. to be honest there were moments where i felt like some of the excess was too much for me to swallow but i think that's might be just what the film was getting excess at. of what like you mean like uh, stuff aside from like the substance things. abuse yeah, but, yeah uh, like the big house and acquired that. wealth, acquired like flashiness of what he has. There's a whole, I don't want, we'll get into that in spoilers, but mm. there's a whole moment where you're seeing the, um, the, ang- what's the word I want to look for? The kind of gathering of things. Accumulation. Accumulation is the word I was looking for. Yeah. Mm. The whole accumulation of stuff. Um, and it's done through a musical sort of montage moment. And it's just, it all felt from that moment, just a bit like, like, like the film was telling you, wow, look at this. This is what you want to aspire to have. Oh, really? No, I thought it was kind of setting him up for a fail. Yeah. That's what I got when I saw that bit. Yeah. I, um, I don't know how I, I don't know how I, how I felt about that. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm reading him wrong. Maybe you're right. What's well, the good um, thing about films? You interpret it however the fuck you want. Uh, but I, I, I just felt like, I don't know, just the thought hit me that I would never want that. 
And I mm. and and I maybe that's what the film is trying to get out is the fact that some of that stuff is just too much. So what you're saying is you didn't like that this film gave you an epiphany. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I didn't like that this, this film, film made me feel and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> this film made me realize I don't want all the money in the world and I, I don't like it. <laughs> all right, next one from yeah. from Nick C. Nicholas C. Love Elton John's music, but didn't enjoy the film at all and really, really wanted to. So many factual gaps in the history. It didn't seem to be one thing or another. It would have been better. It would have been a better film of it was. Oh my. It would have been a better film of it was about to make believe artist, which it seemed to be like. My if brain it was just about broke. make believe artist. My brain just broke. No. Um, so he's saying there's so many factual gaps in the history. That'd be better if it was just made up, uh, made up person. Well, here's the thing. I don't know enough about Elton John to know if there were factual gaps. I'm sure there probably was because it's made to be entertaining rather than uh, biographical. Yeah. So I, I believe him um, just cause I don't know any better. Uh, I don't know. All right. I got, I, I, I'm just going to jump in here. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to say some stuff. Uh, I, I got some thoughts and feelings about this because we've got a couple of people on these reviews that have been saying how they wish it would have been more, been more of a bi- biographical biopic type movie. And you, you obviously went into this film for feeling that way. Well, I was hoping for, yeah. I, I got a, I got a bit of a, I got a bit of a hiccup with biopics. Yeah. I've, yeah. Like, okay. My problem with them is not this genre of the film. I think when they're good, they're great. My, my problem with them is that a lot of biopics and I feels like what this user Nicholas C was hoping this movie was, is just, they're all so formulaic. Oh and God! Yeah, I, and the and the the problem with the moments in this movie that I don't like is when I feel like it's for like falling on the tropes of the genre, mm. and it's like I don't think you need to create a biopic that's just a formulaic, you know, sort of looking back on um some uh, someone's life or just before a big moment when they're about to go on stage and they look back and you see this whole story and flashbacks which and happens stuff. in every single every one. single one yeah, yeah and then it goes through the story the tragedy the the big the big up the big fall down and stuff and it's just those moments you don't you don't need to fit someone's life into the story of that formula yeah. what's great what great biopics do and what i feel about great music for uh, films and uh, musical dramas and musicals do is when they find that thing about that artist that they're talking about and then make that the point of Mm. what the film that they're making Mm. the expression of the artist through the way of making the film is what i feel like makes it work yeah and that's why i really like this film because the way it's made reflects the personality of the person it's about it really does, yeah, yeah, for sure. So it definitely does. The thing I have with biopics as well is um whoever it's about, you know it's gonna be biased towards them in yeah. their favor because obviously they've had some sort of consulting There's a bit on of anyway. This one as well. So oh yeah, of course there is. I mean yeah. it, it, it just happens with all of these kind of films, but that always kind of puts me off when it's a biopic and it's like this film does it a little bit where it's like, Oh, everyone around me's terrible and I'm really nice. It's yeah. like Come on, dude. Like people are people. Yeah. Like you did. You've definitely done some bad stuff. We too. can tell by the problems that you're saying out in this film that there was you're a harder person to be around than you're letting on. Exactly, and that yeah. always happens with biopics. So I, you always got to just watch them with a grain of salt anyway, because they're never a hundred percent the truth. No. You know. Um, because, Although, I, yeah, you still need to watch ones. 
I'm still going to make you watch once. Yeah, I still need to see that. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard good things. It's great. Um, how many stars do you reckon this guy's? Uh, I'm going to say one. One and a half. Oh, we gave it a half. You're getting closer. Yeah. You're getting closer. You're getting, you're getting better at this. Yeah, I'm better at reading these boys. All right, I got three more there, right? Yeah, go on. All right, Bill W. He says, uh, Bill Withers says, uh, disappointed by the producers. Oh, that, that was me reading it wrong for yeah. once. Uh, disappointed the producers didn't spend some of the tens of millions they had available on some of Elton John's original music. All of it was knockoff vocalist imitation singing. Ooh. The voice of Elton John was not in any of the songs featured in the movie. <laughs> That's kind of the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. If you wanted that, just put on an Elton John record. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, man, that was great. Was that guy... Was that guy disappointed when he like when he goes to see Aladdin and realizes that they've re-recorded <laughs> the songs in Aladdin and there's not yeah. just an animate they use the yeah. same song with Robin Williams. It's, it's with not Will just Smith it's, miming yeah, him. it's not just Will Smith being dubbed over <laughs> the Robin Williams song. <laughs> I kind of want to see that. I really want to see that movie now that we've said that. Um, oh, yeah, God. I don't think we need to go too far into <laughs> yeah. this one. Uh, how many stars do you reckon this one was? Oh, uh, just none. Like no stars. Just none. Just none. Uh, he went further away again. He gave it two. Oh, what? I, Whatever. I don't know. He seemed to really hate it. Yeah, he, <laughs> he gave it. it two. Okay, next one from Sue. No, no second name. She's like Madonna. <laughs> just Sue. <laughs> she's 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 going through an identity crisis of her own. Yeah, she's she's, she's killing the person yeah. that she was I go to by become Sue the person now. that she wants to be. Sue. It's just Sue. <laughs> Three letters. Love it. The magic number. Um, if Bohemian Rhapsody was real life, then hashtag... She put a hashtag in here. Amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I've got to start that again. <laughs> I, I, wasn't, I wasn't expecting the hashtag. <laughs> it's not hyperlinked. It's just in there. All right, so... <clears throat> professional <clears throat> man here. Yeah. If Bohemian Rhapsody was real life, then hashtag Rocket Man is just a fantasy. It's a schizophrenic musical that doesn't develop the supporting characters except Torpin. It is angry and dark, interwoven with bursts of choral song and dance routines that completely ignore the timeline four thumbs down, along with her star rating that you can guess in a minute. Yeah. Four thumbs down emojis. Four she thumbs put at the down. End so she's used hashtags and emojis in this Rotten Tomatoes. I'm going to guess that that's a minus four score rating. <laughs> One for each <laughs> yeah, thumb maybe, that is pointed down. Maybe, that, maybe we're supposed to incorporate that into oh, her final. We should. Uh, one for like, is it like the thing that we just watched when we watched um, Master Exploder just before doing this podcast? Yeah. The, Jap- uh, the Tenacious D video. And you know how he's playing the guitar and he's just got continuous hands. Has she got four <laughs> thumbs pointing down when she's writing this well, movie? She, she actually, uh, Sue... She doesn't need a second name because they call her Sue Four Thumbs. Because she's <laughs> got, she's got two are, thumbs on each hand. They're always pointing down. And so God, you, you don't need a second name. For her, like. Like everyone in her town is just like, do you know Sue? And you're like, what, Sue Four Thumbs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah she doesn't need a second name. No, no, no. She's infamous. Never cook for Sue. <laughs> never cook for Sue. <laughs> no, don't. She was like Gordon Ramsay, but she never said anything. It's just constant thumbs down. Imagine if she ruled the Roman Empire and got to choose if the gladiators <laughs> lived or died. Don't. And they killed them four times. <laughs> You're terrible. We've gone on a yeah, real tangent. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, score. What do I think it Star is? Star rating. I'm going to guess it's a none or a one or a none. It's a half. Mm, can, yeah. you, can you do none? I, 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 think, I don't know if you can. No. So maybe that's the lowest you can do without getting your thumbs out. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's half a little thumb. It's a little nubbin. A little nubbin of a score. All right. She has, she has eight half thumbs. Eight half thumbs. <laughs> okay, <laughs> last last one. Oh, oh there's last one more. One. All right, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I don't think it's going to beat Sue, though. I mean, <laughs> no. I've got a real picture in my head of what Sue looks like now. <laughs> uh, okay, this one's, from- <laughs> <laughs> this one's from Duke N. <laughs> This move, uh, this movie's major problem is that it's about that a boring gap tooth poo piper without a hit song for the last hundred years. Poo piper. Yeah. Wow. I know. That's a really creative insult. This is why I wanted to read it out. You know, when I saw it and I was like, "Oh, there's a bit of homophobia in this one," but I'm gonna read it. Yeah. Because he's come up with poo piper. I've never heard poo piper That's before. Te- I've I I didn't. Actually, it's, it's like an eight-year-old. Th- you know what? It's only the fourth time saying it out loud. That you that I what it realized what it meant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it? Is it someone that lays pipes? Plays the pipes? No. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, he's alluding to his sexuality. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I just uh, never heard poo piper yeah. before. I thought it was funny. I just. I'll be just, honest. What's your problem with that, mate? I don't know. Oh God. But like, okay. So let me read it again. Yeah. And then uh, say what I think about this. This movie's major problem is that it's about that boring gap tooth poo piper. Oh, man. So the film about Elton John. Why did you go see it? Yeah. You didn't like the film about Elton John because it's about Elton John. No, don't walk in. What? I thought it was about. Just don't go see it. Yeah. Did he <laughs> got doing? mistaken because it was called Rocket Man and he thought it was about a guy who had rocket shoes. Maybe. Uh, went in and just thought, oh, I'm going to go see that film like about how... Rocket Man. I don't, I don't get it. No, no, that's not crazy. true. Stop it. Go home. It's just like if there was and a there's film no room about for that that attitude. Like just go, well, go yeah. away. I mean, people are gonna have that attitude, unfortunately. But we away. can at least laugh at them, so that's fine. I like it. I I mean, look, I will give, I will, I will not give him points for that frame of thought <laughs> and for putting out there in the internet. But I will give him one half star for a creative insult. Well, that's the same that he gave for this movie. So we'll call that a win. There you go. Half star for half star. Half star. For you half get star. half star back for just. Well, actually, you get half star back for saying poo piper rather than something more awful. Yeah. To be honest with yeah, you, yeah, exactly. I'll give you that. Like, yeah. if you're gonna have those views, you can at least be you get kind you get, of civil. You get you get a half star for being a terrible human being <laughs> with a horrible point of view. But but like, you made us laugh. But you but you made us laugh with your insults. So there you go. You idiot. Idiot. Okay. All right. That's that's that. That's that. I'm done. I'm done with that guy. <laughs> so uh, should Was we it? give our Scores, yeah, and then I, get into the spoilers. Uh, last sort of like final thoughts because we're yeah, yeah, please do while we're I find the... down. We're wrapping down on the um, the kind of like spoiler free section of this podcast, and yeah. I'm going to jump into spoilers. But final sort of thoughts of this film: if you like musicals, you're going to like this film. If you like um, sort of dramas with music in it, you're going to like this film. If you Mm -hmm. like films with people that take a lot of drugs and do a lot of excess (laughs) and just like, just everything. Like basically, this is like the Wolf of Wall Street. If it wasn't the Wolf of Wall Street set in Wall Street, it was just about a dude who made loads of songs and just went excessive. It is kind of like that, isn't it? It's it's just... You're right. It's just craziness. So if you like, yeah, if you like excess and films about excess, then check it out because... I liked it. I thought it was. I thought it was fun. I thought it was well made. I thought it was creatively made. There was definitely not a lot of laziness when it came to the choreography and the kind of dance with the cameras and involved in that in those scenes. I like the way the trans music's used as a narrative and thematic transition between points. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I love Taron Egerton's performance. Yeah. I love the framing of the film, the way it starts and the way it kind of goes throughout. I think it's great. The costumes in it are fucking great. They're fucking fabulous. They're so they fabulous. They're really good. Oh, mate. We're going to talk about that in spoilers. Yeah. It's going to be great. Um, and yeah, the personality of it. It's just, it's, it's a film of personality and it's fun. Uh, yeah. So with that said, and all of those things in mind, I'm going to give this film a... Da, 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 da. Earl Grey, I believe. Chai latte. Mm. Cheeky treat with the biggest spice. Chai latte. 7.1. Yeah, uh, that sounds about right. I mean, I was kind of... For me, the film is one below that at a green tea until I take into account uh, Taron Egerton-Egerton-Negratron. Yeah. Uh, his performance is like... Honestly, he was just like Elton John. It's it was, just, it it was it, great. It was, and the thing that bumps it up, the second thing that bumps up is literally just the makeup and and all the the, the things like that like from uh the his his mother going throughout the years yeah. played by Bryce Dallas Howard yeah um the makeup they use on her to make her look older is good fairly, english fairly accent. believable good english accent as well yeah, right as well um, from a couple of british boys just all of this is me at my most, at my most camp all of his costumes i just fucking love they were so and, great and oh it, my god it puts it up a whole point for me yeah like <laughs> so yeah with you there on chai latte chai 7. latte 1. man it's a chai latte yeah and also that's the right drink for this film yeah do you know what i mean like <laughs> really like the, you watch this it's film a with bit it. fancy it's a bit fancy <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's a bit it's a bit fabulous chai tea and yeah, rocking, totally. yeah oh yeah that does chai latte sense. that fits with 100%. Yeah. All right. You read it. Cool. Don't progress anymore. If you haven't seen it just yet, pause, go watch the film, come back. We're going to jump into spoilers. It's yeah. a spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. alert. Warning. Warning about spoilers. Yeah. With that said, we're going to jump into spoilers. Mate, costumes in this film. The bit where he's dressed up as a queen. That was great. Oh, and he's like off his face. Yeah. Yeah. That was oh, good. so good. So and he's got all the stars in. He's like New Zealand, Australia, whatever. Like, yeah. So it's, like, so it's a scene where like he's like deep into his rock and roll, drugs, and everything lifestyle, yeah. and uh, it's doing a montage of different shows that he's playing at, and it ends on one where he comes out uh, dressed as like what? It's like a Tudor kind of queen. Yeah. So like Victorian. He's got like, he's got like the white makeup with the heart on his and cheek. the red hair. Yeah. And yeah. he comes out and he's like, my loyal subjects. He's like off his face, off his face. And, um, and then he goes, hello, Australia. And then he gets booze and he's like, well, London, New York, uh, New York, wherever we are. Anyway, yeah, here's a song for all the sober people. <laughs> he's just like, he's just a wreck and yeah. it's not supposed to be funny, but it's a little tongue in cheek funny. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yeah. It is good. Just, all of those all of those moments the whole costume aspect of it is just amazing it's made me want to buy new glasses yes (laughs) totally i'm with you right there it makes me want to wear more fat like out out their clothes like why not right i don't know it's just kind of fun yeah exactly yeah totally um yeah um i uh uh yeah we should probably say this whole film is framed uh through elton john looking back on his life while he's in rehab. So this is uh, the the premise of the film. Yeah, and it's also one of my favorite scenes. So yeah. we'll get it straight away. He kicks these doors open. Oh, he's dressed in his like motion. demon outfit. Yeah. He's walking down this corridor and you're like, oh shit, he's about to perform. Yeah. He walks into, I think, is it the, the Betty Ford Center? I think that's I where know. he is, right? I think it's the Betty Ford Center. He just walks into this big hall where there's an AA meeting going on and he just sits down there and introduces himself and does the AA thing. You're like, oh shit. Yeah. 
It's great. It's such a good start. It's so good. And the reason it's great is because it's not only just a great character moment and it shows you exactly what you're in for, Mm. but also it plays on the trope of biopics and films about musical. They all start with this climactic moment just before the performance. This film says, fuck that. We're going straight to the moment where they're, you know, they're broken and they're going to look back on their lives. It's kind of, yeah, I really like. So that. every sort of chapter is introduced by him sitting around this AA circle. Yeah, um, which is a really nice touch because it kind of it keeps you while the film is kind of just charging along with all this crazy stuff going on. It keeps reminding you that he is a fucking person. And yeah, he's a human and he he is dealing with stuff. Yeah, and it kind of keeps you thinking about that while you watch him do all these crazy things and you know rise to stardom and all this stuff and it's I, always playing in your back of your mind you're like you mm. know this is not gonna end well it just keeps grounding you every like 20 minutes or whatever yeah. it just keeps grounding you. it's like by the way remember yeah this is what's going on yeah um i really like that i thought that was really really i know it's like a framing device that's used by loads of stuff but yeah. it really worked i liked it in the way it's done here is not the way it's done most of the time most of the time yeah and they've done it in a unique way and I really like that about it. Mm. Um, particularly the way they frame the AA meetings and the way I loved the bit at the start as well was while he's talking about himself, is he's just ripping off the costume and yeah, he's just yeah. taking it off piece by piece. He's just so pissed off. And to the point where he just literally just gets naked in front of everyone and just <laughs> yeah, wears yeah. like dressing gown, just does not give a shit. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah, it is good. It's kind of yeah, so he's he starts the film. He's angry, and then later on in the film, you realize he's just angry mostly at himself. Yeah, because he's kind of, you know, for want of a better phrase, like seen the light, if it as it were. Yeah. You know what I mean. By the end of the film, he kind of he's kind of grown up. I just and, realized he's just a bit of a difficult person. Yeah, well, that's that's the other thing that I liked about it is um, it does do the thing I was talking about earlier, is it sort of portrays everyone around him being terrible and blah blah, and you're watching it going like, well, they might they can't have been that bad. And then by the end, he literally says himself, and I'm quoting here, um, well, I've I've been a bit of a cunt. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, literally. it's like, yeah, you probably have since actually, the seventies. Yeah, like, yeah, like Oh yeah, that's what he says. Yeah, yeah I've I've been one since the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's just great because it's it's like I, it was just nice to see that character at the end admit it. Yeah. It's like, okay, there's some resolution here. And totally. It's, and it's coming because he's learned to let these stupid things go that were horrible, but he's just, he's like, I'm above it. I'm letting that go. We all just need to get back onto bases. And yeah. you're realizing that you've been watching this as he's been thinking about it. So yeah. the whole frame Yeah, he's of the working film, through it he's as you're watching through, it. He's working through it as you're watching it. So the whole film is Elton John as the unreliable narrator of his own film. Yes, you kind of know it's biased from that anyway. Exactly. And it frames the people portrayed in this movie. They're not actually the real people of that. Those memories may not have portrayed in that moment. But they're caricatures because that's the way he thinks about them in that moment. Mm. Um, And it shows them because at the end, they're all a bit more human and a bit more grounded when he's having the resolution moments in his head between them. Yeah, that last scene, uh, we might as well talk about that now while we're in the AA meeting bits. So the last AA meeting bit is um, it kind of, it all freezes and his like mother, his father, um, his friend and all, they all come into uh, the AA circle. They're not actually there, they're in his head. Yeah. Um, But they come in and they sort of talk to him and he kind of, he basically resolves stuff with them as if they were there anyway. Yeah. I just really liked that shot. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. It was great. And resolve stuff with himself as well. Like, yeah, yeah. Younger version of himself is there as well. It's just, yeah, it's really, 
This is really nice. Mm. Nice way to do it. It ties it up well. However, I did say when we left um, the film, I thought it ended abruptly. Yeah. That's a nice little tie up bit, but then it, it just kind of stops. I feel like that might be because it feels like it wants to be two things, possibly. Yeah. And it, do, it does mesh, like for the most part, it meshes the, those two things really well. But you are watching two movies. You're watching yeah, the performance, yeah. the excess, everything that makes Elton John ever, Elton John. And then you're watching this story of a broken person looking back on his life and trying to fix himself. Yeah. And then those two things, that while they bookend each other and every chapter is kind of grounding you like that, mm-hmm. also it's it kind of feels like it's they're pulling apart. So then you get by the time you get sucked into one story, you're thrown into the other. And then at the end, you're you're really in that resolution. And yeah. it's in that final performance and it just kind of feels like it races to the end a little bit. Yeah, it does. Cause it, I mean, it, it does that sort of resolution scene. Then it goes to the, um, the music video. Yeah. It's like a bunch of costume changes. He like dances out of the Betty Ford center. Like he's all good again. And then it goes straight into that music video of the song that I've forgotten the name of. Uh, I'm still standing. I'm still standing. Thank you. Yeah. It goes, which to- I didn't also didn't think he, I thought that was a cover. I didn't know that he wrote that. Nothing that that's definitely his. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. But yeah, Pinball Wizard. Pinball Wizard is a Who song. I was pretty sure it was the Who. Should I look yeah. it up? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, let's do it. Let me let's have do a little it. check. Let's do, let's, do, let's do that. Because I always, I mean, I know it from the Who, but maybe they just covered maybe it. Maybe they covered it. It could be done. Because um, they were around at the same time, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pinball Wizard. Fuck, I don't know. It'd be a bit weird if they had a song that he covered and wasn't actually. No, it's a Who song. No, it's an Elton John song. Well, it says written by Pete Townsend. Yeah. Pimble Wizard. Actually. Written by Pete Townsend is what I've got. Yeah. On the wiki. And also written So that's by... super weird. And there's also a Pimble Wizard written by Rod Stewart as well, which came out earlier than the other two. So is that a different song just with the same name? I don't know. It could be. We'll never know. We'll what never solve that... this mystery. So Oh, hang on. Okay, Elton John stars in the film Tommy, which is the Who film. Oh, okay. There's your tie-in. There's your tie-in. That's what it is. Okay. So that kind of makes sense, but it's still odd that uh, he didn't write it. Yeah. But it's in this film about all his songs. Yeah, that was a bit weird. weird. That's kind of weird. I mean, it's a good song, but I... I I would rather it just be all his... I mean, I think that is the only non-Elton John song in there. I don't know. I feel like now that we're on it, I feel mm, like I'm still standing my... Going down a rabbit hole. Yeah, might be not one that he wrote. Well, uh... Well, let me have a look then, huh? I don't know. Could be. Um, While you're doing that, I'm going to talk about the other a bit that I really, really liked, which is the whole story of him getting together with it Jamie... Is, it is his song. Oh. Yeah, is it? Is, all right, fair enough. <laughs> all right, you get a point for that, Elton. <laughs> you get one for that. So Man, all the Elton John fans that have just like yeah, been listening to this podcast, they're going to be screaming at How us. How do you not know that? How do you not know it? So- We're sorry. We're sorry. We're two musicians that obviously are not well educated in Elton John stuff. But now we know. But now we know. And Knowing we've been corrected. And um, please tweet us about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, his uh, relationship with them. Um, Bertie, the songwriting partnership that those two have. Bernie. Bernie. Yeah. Fuck. Man, that's going to be some angry tweets in the morning. Not Bertie Bassett, you idiot. (laughs) Not Bertie Bassett. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, Bernie just seems like a solid guy. Yeah. I already like him. He's just a cool I love dude. His character, yeah. And he's just like, he's just real chill. Yeah, Ber- Bernie Torpin. I think that's how you spell it. That's how Bernie you say Tur- his last name. Bernie Torpin. Bernie Torpin. Um, yeah. He's kind of like a brother figure to Elton John. Yeah. Especially totally. near the end. Um, and he says, like, in the film, oh, he's the one person I've never had an argument with and, you know, never have since. And uh, just kind of shows, like, they've got a real special connection. So, you know, Bernie writes the lyrics and Elton John performs and writes the music underneath yeah. it. And uh, if, I mean, it definitely works, right? Because yeah. he's got some great songs out of yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, it, he comes across as, as uh, you know, Elton John obviously regards him very highly. Yeah, and the... Head. The just the relationship that they have, those that that chemistry between those two characters, mm. the way they get together, the way they kind of just they really understand each other. Yeah, well, they I get feel each like, other straight away. Just gonna pretend that didn't happen. That's gonna be a little little edit. Um, love that IMDb little trailer moment. Yeah, <laughs> it was nice. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, it's just that whole relationship between the two of them. I think they they really, really feel like they understand each other and it kind of yeah. works out well. I mean, there's that one scene where um he's, I mean, Bernie's basically just saying like, don't you want to just like, just be yourself? And Elton John just like goes off on him. Yeah. Shouts at him and stuff. And Bernie doesn't say anything back because he knows what Elton's like. And then before Elton goes on stage real quickly, he walks over there. He takes like a, a second to reflect. He he just quickly looks back at him, holds his hand, and goes, "I'm sorry." And Bernie's like, "Yeah, I know. Don't worry about it." Yeah, and it's fine. And it's it's just nice that like, they get each other. Yeah. so much, and they know that now's not the time to have that big conversation. Exactly. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know what to do because you has got yeah. a gig to play. Yeah, you yeah. Go play. Get, it's like, go elsewhere. shut up. What are you doing here? Go play the show. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Fine. Yeah, exactly. It's like I I get you. That's that's, that's cool. There's a nice moment because it's not. It's very sort of nuanced. Yeah. It you you get you get their personalities straight away from it a lot of stuff going on you you know they know they get each other how did you feel about the dynamic at home at the start and the whole start of the film little boy elton little boy um, reggie reginald what i liked about it is at the start the uh first um bit of the aa meeting where the the leader of the group's like oh what was your childhood like and he's basically describing this sort of idyllic family life. And then it cuts to his family life and it's not that at all. Like he says things like, oh, my, me and my father used to talk about jazz for hours. He was really into his jazz. And then it cuts to him, um, like his father goes into like the, the room where his records are and puts on a, some jazz music and little Elton goes in there. He's like, oh, you know, showing some interest, trying to talk to him. And he goes, if you want to be in here, you have to be quiet. I'm listening to my music. Yeah. And there's just no... No, no emotion, no interest in knowing Elton at all, and yeah, or Reggie at this point, I suppose yeah. I should say. Um, but I, I liked it's kind of the the whole thing works through that AA meeting, which yeah. is cool. I, I just like how that works. Um, the mum's pretty disaffected with this husband that just shows no affection to anyone in that family. Yeah, his nan's a fucking legend. His nan is the best. His nan's person super in that nice. Entire family. Yeah. So yeah. he um. He sort of has a little tinkle on the piano and his nan kind of realizes, oh, he's quite good at that. Maybe we should get him some lessons and then kind of basically forces the mum to sort out some lessons for him. Yeah. Then the piano teacher um, says, you know, you're good enough for a scholarship. Mm. And um, the mum's like, oh, scholarship. You know, I've, I've got things to do on the weekend. Can't just, and the nan just goes, I'll take him. Yeah. Just cuts, cuts her off. I'll take him. 
worry about it. Yeah, yeah. It's not even like a bickering moment. She's like, I'll do it. Yeah. Because um, she just wants the best for this for this kid. Yeah. She's really cool. She's really, really cool. And I love the way that they show his knack for his ear for music. Mm. Like there's just this classical no like tune on the on the radio and he just starts playing the notes yeah. that are in the film without even un, un, like knowing piano or anything he just starts playing along the notes that are in there and he's just like because he can hear it i feel like that was such a good representation cool. of just like a, an ear for yeah and then he, he the does tune. he does the same thing uh on an even better level for his audition for the scholarship yeah, a few years later yeah and um so he walks in on the uh the person who's auditioning him i guess um she's playing some classical music and then she she stops because she realizes that he's entered the room yeah you know they meet each other and then she goes oh well what are you going to play for me and he goes oh i didn't realize i i I needed something prepared and then uh he sits at the piano and plays the exact thing she was just playing uh pretty much note for note a little a little less skilled than her obviously because he's a child and then stops really abruptly, and she goes, "Why did you stop?" And he goes, "Well, that's where you stopped." <laughs> so he he'd never heard that before. He just heard her play it, and then just went, oh, "I know how to do that." Yeah. So that kind of yeah, it's just it's just cool. It's so good, and I'm sure that's very uh, dramatized yeah. from what actually happened in real life. Oh, but, definitely. But it's it's a cool little scene. Yeah, I love the the choice of the choice of songs in the transitional moments. You know, the mm-hmm. choice of showing. Um, these pivotal moments in his life through pivotal songs in his career. Yeah. Maybe they're not, that maybe they're not all like right or um, in the order of the way things happened. But I think, I think it's great. I loved, I love the way, the way that they started writing your song particularly. Mm. Um, Yeah. He's kind of working on it for a while throughout the film. Yeah, exactly. He's like working on it a bit, but then they give it, um, it's the first song that Jay, uh, that um, that uh, Bernie gives him. Border song. Your song. Border song is the first one uh, that he picks up on. He's that like, oh, I like that the, one. The, yeah, the, yeah, you yeah. can tell everybody this is your song. No, he's working on that um, the melody for that sort of throughout the film. Is he? And then he comes up with, and then the lyrics for it come in when they move back in with his mother. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's the one. But that's like one of the first melodies he plays. It's like film. one of the first yeah, melodies. Yeah. Is like, dun, 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 dun. yeah. Yeah. That's um, it. That's good. And that's like a special moment between him and um, and uh, the the lyric writer that I've forgotten the name Bernie. of. Bernie. Thank you. Um, and they, yeah, it's it's nice. They're just kind of like sharing looks and yeah, it's yeah, it's a really nice moment actually. Little moment. And they're sort of they're back in because they they had to move out of their flat because. <laughs> Uh, Reggie or Elton started seeing their landlady. Yeah. And then uh, sort of one of his musician uh, colleagues, I suppose, associates kind of outed him in front of his friends. Yeah. Um, And then none of his friends gave a shit. He kind of thought that there would be a problem, especially with Bernie. He was very worried when that happened. And he was like, well, have you got a problem with that? He was like ready to be on the defense about it. And Bernie didn't give a shit. He was like, it's no, fine. It's like, Whatever, it's fine. man. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. But the landlady might uh might have a problem with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so then uh yeah, the landlady kicked him out after yeah. finding Smashed out that his piano. he's maybe not that interested in her. <laughs> yeah. Um so they have to move back in with with his mum. Yeah. And then it's yeah, so it's um it's very sort of tense when they're moving in there and she's like, you know, I'm not 
you have to clean up after yourselves. You pay me rent, blah, 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 blah. Sort of just bit. throwing demands out. And then as soon as he starts playing piano, everyone just shuts up and they will just come and watch him. That's really yeah. nice. Yeah, that's really good. Other bit where he give him, gives him the lyrics and he's like, this has got egg on it. Like, yeah. I just thought that was a really nice touch. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's got egg on it. It's got egg on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, that Rocket Man, that was, um, no, yeah. yeah, was it Rocket Man? The first one? No, it's not Rocket Man. It is the one at the what, Troubadour. The first, the first big one? The first big one at the Troubadour. Oh, the Troubadour. Where he starts playing and he lifts. You've seen, if you've seen the trailer, mm. you've seen this moment where he starts playing and then he just like lifts up off the ground. Yeah, and, and the whole everyone, audience go with him. Yeah, and everyone right. just starts like lifting up off the ground. It's all like everybody's levitating for yeah. a moment and time's just standing still until he just kind of goes back down for that last chord. And yeah. it's just like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. It's like his first big moment. It's, really, it's a really nice kind of uh, symbolism for like winning the American crowd over yeah. as well. I thought it was, it was just a really good kind of like, as soon as that happens and they're all on his side, they're all cheering, clapping along, singing yeah. around. Um, and yeah, it's kind of that that pivotal moment of like, oh, we could actually do this. We could actually break America. And speaking of it as a musician, it's a really good representation of like playing a show, knowing it's going really, really well. Yeah, moments like that do happen. Moment like sure. moments like that where you're playing and you're just like thinking about this, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. This is Oh, I'm actually getting a reaction yeah, from like, this oh, crowd. People are like actually interested in it. It's yeah. just like I'm not playing in front of one man and his dog. Yeah. Like, oh, right, okay. Like yeah. it's 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 crazy. And it's it worked like it, it was a really good like fancy representation of that moment. I think that was really cool. Yeah, I really liked that. Yeah. Uh, one moment in the song that I did not like was Rocket Man. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, I agree. That was some real bad CGI. Okay, but you know what annoys me about it more is yeah. that it it comes straight off of one of my favorite parts in the film where he tries to drown himself in the pool. Oh my god, that was so good. So he's uh, there's a big house party at his big LA mansion. Yeah. He's like drinking alone. He's just at this point, his his then lover slash manager is cheating on him, and he knows it now. And he's sort Rob of Rob Stark. Uh, yeah, Rob Stark is cheating on him, um, and he's just drinking himself into a stupor. And then he gets to the diving board and goes, "For my next trick, I'm going to kill myself," and just dives in the pool. Yeah, and then Rocket Man starts playing. It's, it's really a, cool. It's just like kid version of him in like a little spacesuit yeah it's like playing it on this tiny piano he's floating down like the fucking album cover of nevermind yeah that's just exactly what popped into down. my head as well was the baby out of nevermind and <laughs> yeah. he's just like just sitting there yeah he's oh. drowning down. yeah and there's yeah so his child self is at the bottom of the pool playing a piano in a spaceman outfit yeah and um he's sinking to the bottom god the fancy elements of this film are fucking crazy they are and really good and it's really, really great but the bit that grabbed me is all the people at the party start diving into the pool. And for a moment, you think that they're just kind of partying and like, oh, that one's jumped in the pool. Let's all jump in the pool. But I, actually, they're coming to pull him out. Yeah. And it's just a really, I don't know, I don't know, that move, that, that bit just really got to me. Yeah. It really got to me. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, it, it, it's at sort of one of his lowest points where he thinks like, no one you know, cares no, about no one gives a shit about me. Yeah. yeah. And then all these people just come and drag him out and it, it kind of puts him back on the right track for a bit. Yeah. Um, But then... So yeah, it goes from that great scene, which is probably my favorite part in the whole film. To him just about to play it on stage. Yeah, so it goes through like a montage of a couple of shows, yeah, right? Yeah. And then it's kind of near the climax of the song. He's on stage and you want to take it from here? So he, okay, <laughs> here's, here's, the, here's the problem with this point, right? So he's a couple of moments on stage and it goes from one of my favorite moments of him being on stage 
for my least favorite moment, yeah. followed by my favorite ending of one of the stage moments. So yeah. it's like it's a so real weird. roller coaster of. It's just a real shit segue into yeah. two good bits. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So it starts off, and he's Taron Egerton just rocks their shit out of this performance. He's wearing like a baseball cap, oh, got like yeah. a big old bat, and he's going around, and he the just classic, jumps on the piano. Baseball uniform. And there's a guy that's been on stage for I don't know how long, but he's been holding this ball, just getting ready to throw <laughs> yeah, it. And, really he's there, and he just and he's just sitting there waiting. And so he throws up the ball, and like Elton just fucking just bats it out of the thing. Home run. And home run. And I was just I absolutely that moment. I just absolutely loved such a small little. Bit of it but that performance of the song i thought what a great way to start a show just like come out as like you know what a showman yeah just totally totally it's great um but then it goes from there to him coming out on stage and then this really really bad like 2000 like the year 2000 it completely cgi film yeah and it was like like smoke builds around him and it's like really looks like someone just made like made this at home yeah, it's like a of, Photoshop. Yeah, kind of like deal. literally a rocket's <laughs> just going as he lifts out. It's like you don't need to show yeah. that. We were just talking. It's, it's like, like right at the end of the, uh, of the song, he just stands at the front of the stage, and then like basically CGI rocket boots come out, and he shoots right up into the stars. Yeah, and it's and just like flames like that. But they really... literally look like Nintendo sixty four graphics. Yeah, like they it's, look shit. It's real bad. It was really cringy, and it really took me out of the film. But then the weird thing that comes from that is straight from that. You have the transition quick... into yeah. the next bit is amazing. Yeah, like it's 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 so weird because it's like a two second minute like two to three second bit where you're just like this is gross and then (laughs) you're like oh because it just changes (laughs) into the next scene and he's like shot up into the plane into his own plane and and he basically cut becomes sort of so it's like he's come out of like a a binge and he just like wakes up again yeah from this point so he shoots up into the plane he wakes up from like a fucking binge or whatever but smoke's still billowing off him as yeah. if he's just been like flying or whatever. Yeah. And it just like, it's like, it's, it's like, yeah, it's meant to show this sort of transition, but it's such a good cut. Like, yeah, it's favorite so weird cut in the film. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's like, that's the best cut of the film, but it comes from the worst part of the yeah, film. Totally. It's so weird. It's like, oh God, it's so weird. There's, yeah, there, I've never, th- I don't think I've ever had that before. Yeah, like no, watching really, a film, it really being, going from being so disappointed to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah just watching, I went, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, yeah, was, uh, that's gonna be that's that's a, a meme prediction from me, yeah, meme of 2019, yeah, we got John's rocket boots. I think I'm just gonna make it, yeah, I think we should, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, when, when you have spicy food, yeah, definitely, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. um, yeah. Uh, what else? I mean, like, there's just there's there's a lot to it. There's so much to it, but it's just kind of it's just fun. Like, I just it is really fun. I just really enjoyed the, his fucking the funness. Of his it. parrot outfit is just fabulous. Oh <laughs> I love it. God, <laughs> there's actually a point where he's just like, no, this is the point that you were talking about. That's he, where he's uh, he's he having shouts a, he shouts at Bernie. They're yeah. having a go. He's like, Do you know what? Like, we're having all this. We're having all, like all this problems and stuff. But you know what? And he's like, are you okay? Are you happy? And he's just like, are you kidding me? I've got the fucking Yeah, best. he goes like, I've got number one album. Yeah. I've got millions of dollars. Yeah. I've got the biggest headdress in the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got the biggest headdress in this fucking place. How can I not be happy? Do you know what I mean? And it's like, if that's what you're really happy, it's like, fair play to you. Like, it's great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, um, it's good. Uh, yeah, and it's just a really good, really, like, just a real good moment. I, um... 
I yeah, I liked it. I do want to talk a little bit about the bits that I didn't like about this film. Yeah, yeah, let's get into it. Um, the uh, uh, there are some tropes that I feel like where moments where it falls on the tropes of the biopic, mm-hmm. and I feel like they stick out like a sore thumb. And there are two particular moments. Well, one, three, including the rocket boots. Rocket boots did not need to happen. Rocket boots was bad. Um, just show and floating. End with that. End with that cut. You're yeah. fine. Um, but uh, the two moments are th- every single biopic does this. The traveling band, just as they're starting to get bigger, and they need to montage to the next bit. Yeah, it's them rolling through all the different cities. Just generic musicians, and it's generic musicians going through all the different cities, just sitting in the back of a van, and, and they're going, yeah. they're going through. But it's like the signs of all the different places. Yeah, and so it's um. So they they want to get through that that bit as quickly as possible. Yeah. So they do the Citizen Kane thing of just kind of going through loads of news headlines. Oh, I was just yeah. like, it just really annoys me about those films. Like, you don't need to do that. Just think of a more creative way to do that. I don't want to see news headlines. Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't come to watch it's a film a bit of a to read. Shot. Like, just give me, just just give just give me more cinematic ways to do that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, because they could have, I mean, with how this film shot and it's got some fantasy scenes, they could have just done a fantasy bit for that. Totally. And there then was have a, him go into the troubadour for, for the creativeness of some of the best bits of this film, that let that bit let it down for me. Yeah, because it's it's it, like when it's like a... So easy. Yeah. If it's like it's just a standard biopic movie, you come to expect those things and you kind of let them slide more. But this is like, this is like when an A-star pupil just does a... a kind of crappy bit of work yeah like a like a mediocre bit of work you're like you're better than that tommy you just gotta hold them like you just gotta hold them to the higher standards because otherwise everyone's just gonna keep doing it yeah yeah and think oh that's just part of the job no think of a better way to tell the story of someone's musical career around that totally yeah um the other bit is and it's one that stuck out i told you about this and it felt felt super out of place to me is the bit where he's like going through an emotional change and it's just before he's about, about to take himself to rehab putting on the demon suit that he wore at the start just as he was going into the uh the center so he's about to do some cocaine and he just turns and he's just about just as he's about to sniff it he just turns and looks at himself in the mirror as he starts to sing to himself and it's just yeah, like it's just a bit convenient isn't it? it was just a bit like look at myself and sing and i was just like that bit felt very broadway to me yeah, and it was yeah, just yeah. like for some of the bits that were just so it just stuck out to me yeah. more than it needed to i feel like there are other ways that you could show that 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 moment probably called for something somewhere somewhere that didn't need song somewhere that he could just show the moment of him breaking down i mean that that's kind of i would say like the one moment in this film where you could have benefited from some ost yeah instead of just elton john songs like if you just had a, a bit of kind of daunting sort of melancholy music underneath it yeah just you know nothing fancy just something there to kind of just portray that instead of him yeah singing into the or even some of elton john's original music that he's not singing well yeah just just a just, just a just uh, sing something to that an to the scene that fits what's going on there and just that's not that's that maybe is an original score but is is something that fits the moment and it's just kind of just no singing. showing the change but yeah. just don't 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 put that shot of you looking in the mirror because i just keep thinking of like two-face or like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well the thing with the thing with that is as well like that's the point where he's kind of uh supposed to be realizing and disregarding his his massive ego 
But at the same time, he's singing at himself in the mirror. Yeah. So it's like, well, which is it, man? Do you know what it made you know me I mean? feel, think of? It made me think of Willem Dafoe in Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> he's just going crazy yeah. at himself in the yeah. mirror. And he's just having a conversation <laughs> with himself. <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm something of a scientist myself. What are you? What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was a bit like that. Yeah. yeah. That that it just that moment, the turn to the the turn to the mirror was just too much for me. I didn't That's need fair. that. That's fair. Um the bit I didn't like too much was near the beginning for uh when they're playing Saturday nights or out for a fight. Yeah. And it's like he's he's still a young lad at this point. I don't know, what like 13, something like that. Oh, fucking Dave wins his sausages, pound of meat. He yeah. has a good time. He's just in this like kind of rough local pub. And they're like, oh, fucking whatever. What's their, his mum's name? I can't remember. So-and-so's boy is going to play us a, a song on the piano. And like everyone in the pub doesn't give a shit. They're yeah. all just like drunk assholes. Yeah. And then he's singing this song. And then uh, it just kind of all breaks out into a fight. And then it goes into Saturday Night's All Right for a Fight. And he's kind of dancing through the streets. And it's this is the bit that's very fucking musical, which yeah. is why I didn't like it anyway, I right? I, I kind of like this bit. But it's, it's just like... I don't know, man. It's it's like there's there's no way that like with all the other songs that happen in this film, you can kind of see in the scenario like, oh, this might have actually been some inspiration for it. But there's no fucking way that happened. And you thought of that song. Okay, right. Here's my counter argument okay. to that scene. All right. Right. First of all, th- I'm going to start by a small thing, but very nice touch is that that song is bookended by... um the start and the end of someone called Dave coming into the scene. I quite, <laughs> quite, quite enjoyed that. Dave wins a pound of meat, starts playing the song, plays a song, goes through the, the thing, and then Dave, the manager, wants to come meet him at the end. So I thought that was a nice <laughs> the touch. The Dave bookend. The Dave bookend. Yeah. I thought was a nice touch. The classic. The uh, classic. <laughs> but um, the the other thing I really liked is the, the it kind of shows it kind of shows him growing into his confidence as he's going to play going to play that. And yes, it was very musical and choreographed. But I liked that aspect of it because it's the part of if there's the part where he's finding himself and his personality and he's kind of getting a bit more confident mm. and he's kind of uh, going out and like hanging out with his friends and doing all of this, doing all this stuff, going to these carnivals and things. And it feels a bit like just in having new experiences and doing these like a coming of, of age kind of bit. kind of kind of bit. Mm. It's like a coming of age bit of the of the story. And I really enjoyed um watching that yeah. and i loved yeah it was choreographed there was a lot of flips a lot of people doing a lot of stuff <laughs> a lot of flips and i i just kind of i just kind of loved it it was quite joyous and that's what i really liked about it yeah yeah as that a lot of the other moments are kind of felt with an air of um kind of bittersweet sadness because you mm. know it's going to a point where he's kind of going to go to his eventual destruction but self-destruction but at this point in the movie you kind of almost forgotten that point of it and it's like you're just caught up in the fact that he's just gotten the confidence to be in this bar and sing this song and you're watching him grow up um a little bit and i felt like that was a really cool thing to watch so for me the um i would have preferred it if he stayed a bit more shy up until the point where he meets that soul band yeah and then he gets that pivotal advice classic and i would i would have liked him confidence by soul yeah, I would have liked him to stay on the same sort of shyness level up until that bit. Yeah. So that makes more of an impact because they're like backstage. He's just like got an opening gig for this um, soul band that are like fairly big, like American soul band. I forgot the name now. And um, it's their backstage and he's like, oh, so like 
what's the secret of like uh me becoming like a you know a big you know rock and roll soul guy or whatever and uh the the lead singer of this soul band who's like super energetic charismatic he's just like a great performer right and he goes like well you you've got to kill your old self to let the person you want to be you know become yeah um and like that i feel like that would have made more of an impact if he stayed at a similar level throughout until that bit yeah rather than kind of like he's already sort of on his way to doing that anyway and then he's like yeah yeah fuck it yeah you know what i mean yeah no i know what you mean like yeah they have this really heartfelt conversation and he's like you got to kill the person you were born to become to be the person you want that's, to be that's a much better way of repeating that quote <laughs> <laughs> than what i did um <laughs> but it's uh it's it's just a, a case of i get logically that way of doing it makes sense mm. i really enjoyed the way that it showed him yeah, growing into enough. confidence because i don't think it would be that he'd be a shy guy throughout throughout all of that because the fact is that you're getting together your learnings this skill mm. that you've got and you're doing your own music at this point was this was this before he'd started writing his own stuff i don't think it was he was still writing his own stuff at that point with bernie and just got offered this gig um no no this was before he was writing his own stuff okay yeah um because this was just before this is where so that um uh what's his name ray the like guy from the record company dick no no his the the guy that like spots him in the bar uh, I, think it's, I think it's ray right yeah, yeah yeah uh that's where he he sees him and his band in the bar and he's like oh how do you like to make two quid a week each yeah and then it's for opening the soul band so they're just doing covers at this point yeah so i feel like what i would have liked to see actually more um with that bit rather than him becoming more um extroverted is maybe him becoming more angry because there is an angry side of him yeah and it'd been nice to um <clears throat> sorry be nice to for him to for the for the film to sort of explore that a bit more of like kind of root that through the story a bit more yeah um because he does burst out in in a sort of rage um quite a lot but it'd be nice to kind of be like well that's where it's coming from it's all coming from this this place and you yeah. could kind of set that up a bit better i feel in the yeah. beginning of the film yeah i i, I get I, I get where you're coming from for that i just liked watching the growth i mm. think and getting to that point yeah um but you know it's all good agree to disagree either way either way yeah have it have it either way uh i uh we think we have to talk about um dick james in this film yeah uh, because it's really funny. He's just a good. <laughs> he's got a good tash. He's good. He's a good bloke, and yeah. he's just a bit funny. The J Jonah Jameson. Oh, that's of, exactly what I was gonna say. Of, yeah. uh, of uh, yeah. Elton John. I want pictures of Elton John. <laughs> I, was, I, need him, I need him in my life. He was such a J Jonah Jameson. He was such a J Jonah Jameson, <laughs> and he was um uh. And what was what I loved about it was that he there's that point where he's playing the song and the first bit where they where he plays like the first like song that they've really really worked on together yeah um and he plays it in front of him he's like that's a great one I'm gonna get a massage <laughs> I just love that he just oh, t- such a dirty bastard <laughs> he's just, just you just know that ain't no straight massage yeah he's just he's like classic like slimy businessman yeah literally um but he is really funny yeah yeah. He's he's got a good uh, good sort of personality, and then so he's basically instrumental in getting Elton John to America. Yeah, and then he kind of gets uh, messed over by um, Elton John's what's his what's his name his lover slash manager's name basically like 
um, forces John them Reed. out. John Reed uh, kind of forces them out of the deal. Yeah. And he is a real piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Let's he... talk about how much of an asshole he is. Um, as I like to call him, uh, Rob Stark. Yeah. Um, is just just not not good in this movie. He's just really takes advantage of, of Elton and he just sees Richard Madden, name of the actor, mm. uh, John Reed. Uh, and he just takes advantage of him. He sees that he yeah. likes him and that, that it, he thinks he can make money, make money off him or just kind of see that he ca- can be successful and does open doors for him, to be fair. But also it, it sees that Elton was very invested in that relationship and yeah. just never got anything back out of it. And also it wasn't 100% clear, but I get the impression that um, he might have been Elton John's first. Oh, really? Well. You think? I think so. Yeah. Because there's not seems... really any other kind of love scenes before that. No. So I think it's kind of implied in there, which kind of makes him more of a shit as well. Yeah, that makes it real shit. Yeah. Well, that's kind of the impression I got anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, no, thinking about that now, that's not yeah. kind of put clear in the So film he's basically either. like a hotshot manager guy. And... Well, first, first, um, first time with a guy, I guess, because there's also that relationship. Well, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, he's basically just this big business guy and he like just completely takes advantage of Elton John. Yeah. Um, who's, you know, at this point he's kind of this like starry eyed guy who's just got to America. He's and just, just loving gigs. the fact he's at these parties with all these just, people. Yeah, I can't believe his luck. Yeah. Really. And then um this guy comes along and uh yeah, he he's just like, Oh, it's all going well, you know. I'm in America, I'm playing big gigs, I've got this like nice boyfriend. Yeah. And then it turns out he's a real fucker. Yeah. And he's um yeah he edges all all of like his his other management out of the deal so it's like a a single deal between him and Elton um he's just constantly cheating on him and just not nice and basically just sponging off him as well because pretty much he's like living in this mansion but he's like you know he's like banging the pool boys and whatever like yeah. just anyone who's there yeah. and uh there's that that bit where Elton John's like well I pay for all this so why don't you fucking leave or whatever yeah and it's like yeah like he's making money off you and he's like messing you over as well. Yeah, Jesus. Literally. It's Jesus Christ. It's terrible. So yeah. Um, but yeah, but I think, um, I think all in all, this is just, just a real good fun. Mm. Before we wrap up. Yeah. What is your favorite Elton John song? Um, just for fun. Ooh, I would say it's, I, I'm, I'm a sucker for his, for his old, for his older stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, think it is a triple tie oh it's a triple tie between um uh it is a triple tie between your song okay uh see fucking ellie golding ruined that one for me oh i haven't heard that version oh you are like the only person in england no way (laughs) no way it was like you must have it was like really big like it got played all the time on the radio yeah ruined it yeah uh i that tiny and tiny dancer mm. um and rocket man those three man yeah that's fair and you know i heard the family guy version of like stewie singing that before i'd heard the uh, the elton john version so i literally first heard that song thinking that that was a song they wrote on family guy for it and it wait, was really funny. whoa 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 does that mean you haven't heard the william shatner version wait what there's a william shatner version of rocket man that's what they're parodying no yeah yeah 
Wait. Stewie and Family Guy. Is that his name, Stewie? Yeah. yeah it is. I don't really watch much. Yeah, in the black. Yeah, it's true. That's, he's literally copying what William Shatner's doing. No. William Shatner does a spoken word version of Rocket Man. Oh my God. And it is, at the same time, the the cringiest and yet the single coolest thing you'll ever fucking see. That's so and I cool. can't believe you haven't seen it. Oh my God. We're watching that straight after we get off this. Yeah, literally. I've got to show happen. you it. It's so good. Oh it's, man. He's like smoking a cigarette and he's like being all broody, talking about going off into outer space. It's that's Captain amazing. Kirk. It's so good. It's so, so good. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, Tarek's in for a treat. Oh, that's so good. Um Yeah, oh. I think I think. No, actually, take that back. Take back everything I said. Mm. Uh, I completely forgot my favorite. Um, my favorite Elton John song. It's my father's gun, without a doubt. Do you know, I don't even think I know that one too well. Oh well, we're gonna have some fun. All right, well, listen to that. Um, that. yeah, I completely forgot that. No, I I heard that. It's ages probably one ago. of those ones where I do know it. I just don't know what it's called. Do you it's know what I mean? Literally, sounds like a, a. It sounds like a country song. Oh, I probably like it. Though. Yeah, it's re- it's really good. Um. Yeah, f- favorite favorite Elton John song without without nice. a doubt, My Father's Gun. Nice. Um, that yeah, like Tiny Dancer, Rocket Man, they're all good, but that one particularly has just a very special place in my heart. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my one is Hold Me Close with Tony Danza. Tiny Tony Danza. <laughs> Tony Danza. That's it. Which yeah. is just what I always I always just imagine Tony Danza. Yeah, that's good. But I I just love that song because. Um, not to get too musoy before we wrap up. But oh, come just, on, let's do it. Let's just, do it. This po- that's what this podcast needs. It's just the fact that the melody hardly ever repeats itself in that whole song, yeah. apart from the chorus. It just keeps flowing and changing and going and going and going. And then by the time you finally get to the chorus, it just pays off so well. And the whole song, the whole verse feels like a journey before it gets to the chorus, it's doesn't so it? It's so good. It feels man. like he's just kind of going through all these different moments, all these different bits, and then, then suddenly you're just up there on the chorus, like right in the and high notes. And he just lifts you right up. And it's just like, oh, hello. Maybe yeah. I will hold Tony Dancer yeah. a bit closer. <laughs> hold me closer, Tony Dancer. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that is yeah, easily my favorite song. Yeah. Uh, unless you play me My Father's Gun and I just go, oh, wait, that's the best. I that's mean, that's one. We never know. Who knows? Except for when we tweet about it after. Yeah, we'll let you know after. <laughs> Sorry, so no, no video games this week, guys. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> real, real sorry about that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, should we, um, should, we, should we wrap this up? Yeah, I, th- I think we've covered everything I wanted to cover, really. Just, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's a good film. I had a great time watching it couple of flaws but it's still a solid movie yeah great and um props to it for being just unapologetic and it's just kind of yeah uh just campness i guess is the word i'd use yeah. to dis- just describe um the kind of personality behind the film yeah uh just ostentatious just flamboyant flamboyant probably is better um and it's just kind of great i love it it is, it is kind of great yeah totally yeah. so um yeah points love it go check it out watch it if you want to reach us you can tweet us at the movie brew you can send us an email for long stuff hello at the moviebrew.com we've got a website up themoviebrew.com we've got a facebook up facebook.com slash the movie brew um and i believe we also have an instagram at the movie brew as well so we got the insta grizzles um so yeah so uh probably put up a picture this week of uh that really shitty cgi moment that i didn't like yeah yeah and probably like oh maybe like a multi story of just like all my favorite elton john costumes 
that are in that film. I think oh, that would be, be good. good. Yeah, we'll just yeah. get a compilation of the best ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll just post that'd that. Nice. That'd be really cool. Let's do that. Um, so yeah, do that. Uh, do you got any suggestions you want us to check out? Let us know. Mm. Uh, things, thoughts, feelings, comments, concerns about this episode. Let us know. Yeah. And um, yeah, basically, oh yeah, if you can send us a review, put us up, give us a little. Please do. On if you're enjoying these, give us a review on Apple. I I podcasts yeah. whatever yeah it is. like the the old itunesy podcast yeah uh it just really helps us out helps people see us helps people find us and get get listening to it so we'll be back next week um we'll have a think about what we're gonna do yeah we don't know what we're watching yet yeah it'll but we'll but we'll sort it out regardless it'll be a good one um and yeah we'll catch you on the next episode of the movie brew Bimble. <laughs> Bimble Wizards. I swear that's oh, a who? That's, a, I that's a, a who song. song. We'll get into that. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> what a start. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs>